who had a modest upbringing. She was one of three children to two working parents, and they worked hard when she was young to make sure she and her siblings were taken care of. Sarah had witnessed how hard they worked to provide for them, so she didn't take things for granted, but worked hard for the things that she wanted in life. She was a go-getter. She studied hard, pulled late nights to complete assignments and study for tests. She made it to the top of her class and earned several scholarships that put her through the college of her choice. When she finished college, she landed a job as an accountant at an up-and-coming firm that was buzzing on Wall Street. Sarah became a self-made success within the company. She exceeded her goals, leaving her peers in the dust. She developed new accounting practices that ended up being, and she ended up being promoted to senior management faster than anyone had thought was possible. She was making a six-figure salary, had a studio apartment in the city, and not a worry in the world. Sarah had gotten to where she was all on her own. A few months into her new position with the company, it was receiving an unexpected audit. She started hearing rumors that the audit wasn't looking good. It soon became front page news that the company wasn't buzzing on Wall Street because they had been doing everything right, but because they had been doing it all wrong. The company started receiving lawsuits and quickly filed for bankruptcy. Hundreds of employees were let go, Sarah being one of them. She had always been self-sufficient, so losing the job didn't faze her much. However, when she began looking for a new job, no one wanted to take a chance on her. The company had left a stain on her resume, leaving her unhirable. Sarah's bank account began to dwindle. She tapped into her investments to make ends meet, but it wasn't enough. She lost her home and her world began to crumble. She was devastated, scared, and in trouble. With nowhere else to go, she walked into a coffee shop, sat at a table in the corner, put her head down in her arms, and cried out to God. We live in a culture that promotes the importance of self-sufficiency. The idea that we can provide for ourselves without the help of others or the assistance of others. We're taught to work hard for what we want, and if we do, it will be ours. We're taught to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps when we're knocked down and to get back up again. We're taught our security in life comes from our ability to get ahead and control our own circumstances 
with goal setting and the careful planning of our own investments. In short, we're taught to be self-made people, that there's no need to rely on someone else or something else for help. And when we believe we can do it all on our own, rarely do we feel we need to depend on God. I think at one point or another, we've all bought into this cultural idea that we can be self-sufficient. People who can do it all on their own without the help of anyone or anything else. That we can place God on the sidelines while we run the rat race of life. And while God sits on the sidelines, we push forward, jumping the hurdles life throws at us, navigating the turns that come about, and climbing the mountains that appear before us. Yet it's not until we stumble over those hurdles, miss those turns, or fall flat on our face that we start to realize we can't do it all on our own. When trouble, misery, or affliction appear, we start to realize something is missing and we're in need of something more. Our scripture for today speaks of four groups of people who found themselves in such trouble and are crying out to God for help. A group who's suffering from hunger and thirst. A group who's found themselves in prison. A group who's found themselves out in the stormy sea and a group who's sick and in need of healing. Either they've gotten themselves into the situation on their own or their circumstances are beyond their control. Yet what they all have in common is they all need God's help. They're all experiencing some kind of sorrow, affliction, or misery. They're at the end of their own resources, and their crying out to God is an admission they can no longer do it on their own. An interesting twist in this psalm is those who are in distress are told right from the get-go that they're not alone. That although they're going through these difficult and hard things, there's one thing they do have that they can always depend on. God's enduring steadfast love. A love, we're told in this psalm, that will not let us go. A love that's been with us in the past and will be with us in the present. A love that reveals itself in good times and in bad times. A love that frees us to cry out when we're at our wit's end, meets us in our need, and lifts us in times of the distress we're all experiencing. It is a love from God that we are not only able to depend on, but a, let, a love that lets us know we are not all on our own. Today, we welcomed eight new people into our church community. And each of them, like so many others here, have their own unique story 
of what brought them to Holy Covenant. Maybe they came because it felt like something was missing in their spiritual life, and they were searching for something more. Maybe they were sick of feeling alone all the time and just came so they wouldn't have to feel one more moment of isolation. Maybe life threw them a curveball and they just needed a place to make sense of it all. Maybe we were the first church that popped up in their Google search and they thought, man, it just can't be any worse than the last place I was worshiping at. (laughs) Whatever it is that brought you here, whatever it is that brought each and every one of you here to Holy Covenant, this is not only a place where you can learn to depend on God, through whatever it is life has in store for you. It's a place where I hope you'll learn and know you're not all on your own. It's a place where you won't have to try to figure out life or the difficult things in life all by yourself. Where you won't have to try to carry the weight of the world all on your own or you will not have to worry about troubles alone. Sitting next to you and all around you are people who care about what you're going through, who will be there if you need them and are here to remind you how much God does love you and cares about each and every one of you. A short while after Sarah was sitting with her head down in her arms, At that table, she felt a hand on her shoulder. And it caused Sarah to look up. And when she did, she saw a middle-aged woman with white hair, wearing a stained apron, holding a cup of coffee. The woman told Sarah, I'm not sure what's going on, but this coffee's on the house. Sarah took the coffee and thanked her. There was a moment of silence before Sarah spoke up, but she finally said, you wouldn't believe the poor luck that I've had lately. I worked so hard to get to where I was, but now I can't even depend on myself to get out of the mess that I'm in. The cup of coffee helps but I need to find a job. The woman listened, and after a moment, she told Sarah, sometimes the more we depend on God, the more dependable we find God is. Sarah thought about the woman's words, and as she began walking back behind the counter, Sarah asked, hey, What's your name? Grace, she said. And by the way, we're hiring. Sarah didn't start work that day, but she did start the next. It was not a fancy accounting job, and she didn't make much, but it was enough to get her back on her feet. And after a while of working there, she was able to get a little apartment not far from the coffee shop. She thought she would hate the job when she first took it, 
but she ended up enjoying it. In fact, after months of working there, she couldn't remember being any happier. And as the months went by, Sarah learned to depend on the love God had shown in taking care of her. My friends, please know you are not on your own, but the steadfast love of God is with each and every one of you, encouraging us to trust that our hard and difficult times are going to get better. We are not on our own, but the love of God, it appears through people who hear our cries and respond in mercy. We are not on our own, but the love of God brings peace and healing if we are able and willing. We are not on our own, but the love of God is unfailing and ready to meet us wherever we are on life's journey a love that will listen to our worries, bear the worst of our pains, and seeks to hold us tightly. A love we can depend on and it responds no matter the trouble. As we continue through this season of Lent, may we release the need or the feeling that we have to journey through life all on our own. And remember how dependable God is. May we remember we are not on our own, but that God is always with us. And where there is God, there is always hope and love to be found. Amen.